0: Listener Production. On today's edition of Footy Talk, we look at the Tasmania announcement and them getting their own AFL team and who would be the ideal candidates to help set the club up. We discuss how our game was showcased in the States over the weekend. And we also look at Richmond and are they headed for a Hawthorne like fall? That's all to come on today's edition of Footy Talk. Hello and welcome to today's edition of Footy Talk on this Tuesday, the 2nd of May. No, I don't have an intro like Daisy Thomas, but I do have the number one guest on Footy Talk with me, as I do every Tuesday, my man from over in the States, Nick Rewalt. Hello, Rui. Uh, Start off with um, Mason Cox because, let's be honest, he's made national news over in America. 60 Minutes, the big national broadcast, did a big feature on the big American and Aussie rules. Did you see it?
1: They did. They, I did see it. And when they were promoting it over here in the states, I thought they must have been doing a feature on Jeremy Cameron or on Charlie Kurno. <laughs> the way they were talking about uh, Big Big Meso being uh, dominating, <laughs> dominating the game. But let's not take anything away from what he's been able to achieve. When when they lay the story out, and and Darcy Moore, I think he he did it brilliantly. The way he s- summed up the percentage chance of someone like Mason Cox coming to australia and having the sort of career that he has which has lasted a decade now and he's had some massive moments that we will all remember for a long time it's just a it's just a brilliant story and what i think the 60 minute story did was it painted afl in the best possible light it was just a brilliant advertisement for our game over here they already think we're crazy that we play a contact uh, form of, of football without pads and without helmets but when they started to show <laughs> some of the hits and the crowds and the skill on display it was a moment where I looked back and I thought gee it, it is just such a special unique sport that we have and it's unlike anything else
0: yeah, I saw the feature and uh, my first, there was a little bit of mayo thrown on it, but that's okay. A little bit. You're doing that's a, you're good. That's all right. That's fine. But I did think they did. It, they presented it in a great line. I thought they explained it really well for the, the average American that uh, may have never seen the game. But let's just take a little listen to how they described Mason Cox and playing Aussie rules football. They call Australian rules football footy, which sounds cute and precious, but footy is a sport that makes American football look like a quilting
1: bee. It's a game of almost cartoonishly violent collisions, without the benefit of pads. It features nonstop trash talk and is played on a field practically the size of a speedway. As the name does suggest, Australian rules football is the national sport down under, with games that draw 100,000 fans and TV audiences that, per capita, often outrate the NFL. So why in the name of waltzing Matilda do crowds in Melbourne sometimes break into chants of USA, USA?
0: Look, oh, they're, they're, it was really well done. That's it's good, good. It's a good yeah. feature and worth watching, um, just for for some interest on how they present it. Just two parts. What what is the talk when you explain to people over there that you played Aussie rules? What's the general reaction? And secondly, I like, what, rugby. Yeah, I I like, like rugby. Yeah, like yeah. rugby. Yeah. That,
1: that, that's the first thing they always say. Like rugby, and and after like maybe a couple minutes of trying to explain, I'm just like. Yeah yeah it's like rugby yeah. like it's it's a hard sport to explain that guy did a brilliant job second question what uh, what, what was it
0: how much exposure would this because this was a national 60 minutes that went all around yeah. the country what, what do you think that could potentially do for for Aussie rules if anything
1: yeah, look, uh, it, it's a good one. And I think it's the sort of sport that once people see it. So if, if that actually now entices people you know, late at night, they get home, they, they, they flick it. Because occasionally have, they, they have games here on live. If they actually were to sit down and, and proactively go out of their way to, to watch a game, then I think more and more you'd be able to, co- to convert people a- across because – well, anyone that I've spoken to when they've watched it, they're like, "Why? Why has this game never made it on a, on a national scale?" And and it's a it's a great question because there are so many unique elements to it that that people just seem to be fixated by. Um, I, I think my favourite thing in the whole interview was when they asked Mason Cox, "So it's the Kangaroo Brand Sharon," and they said to him, "Oh, ca- Kangaroo Brand, what does that mean?" And he goes, "Well, it's it's kangaroo skin," and then. Tom, Tom, Tom Mitchell's standing there. He goes, Have we got it? Have Let's we got the audio? Let's take a listen. We'll play the audio. Oh, this is let brilliant. the
0: audio. Explain. This He's talking about so what, good. what is an AFL football made out of? Kangaroo skin. Real oh, no. pig skin. I was pig skin. I should probably learn a few things. So that was Tom yeah. Mitchell saying. So Tom Mitchell. It's pig skin. Stay out of your lane. It's not even pig skin at all. <laughs> no, it's not. It's uh, it's cowhide. Yeah.
1: So, so Tom Mitchell has just put Big Meso <laughs> back in his box. Stay in your lane, mate. It's yeah. not even. It's not even pig skin, Tom. Yeah. If you're going to put him back in his box, at least know what you're talking and about. Host... It, it was uh, brilliant. Um, he he he, uh, he jumped to his defence. He told the. audience audience at its actual cowhide. And uh, yeah, and, and I, with all the clips that they showed as well, like they put the absolute best out there for, for the American audience to see. It was, a, it was a really good piece. And if you haven't seen it, I, I recommend jumping on board because you will feel a real sense of pride seeing our game spoken about on the, on the uh, global stage like that.
0: So just quickly then, you spoke about everyone thinks it's rugby. Have you seen the news that the uh, NRL are thinking about taking a home and away game to Vegas? They want to play a doubleheader to start the season in Vegas and get, Melbourne Storm have put their hand up and said, Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be happy to be a part of that. Oh,
1: no shit. I'm just my, – my mind goes immediately to the league boys who do it a little bit differently <laughs> spending the opening round of the season in Vegas. I'm not too sure that, that the NRL – uh, know what they're getting themselves into. I think that could be they could be on the wrong end of that one with the uh, with the league boys.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure Craig Bellamy be putting his hand up for his boys to go to Vegas Probably to start not. the season. Hey, then on the flip side, we'll talk about uh, America and learning the game of AFL. Well, a part of Australia that has absolutely loved uh, Australian rules football for a long time, it looks like, and it will be, confirm that they will get the 19th licence Tasmania Um, congratulations to you Ruby because you have been a part of the task force and I don't say that lightly because you did put a lot of work in before you headed over to the States to present a good case study that this should be absolutely happening in Aussie rules what are your thoughts what's what's happened over the last week in regards to the the funding the stadium and the announcement
1: oh it's brilliant news Uh, it really is brilliant news and I, I guess what it does is it just adds more weight to the power of the AFL machine so The stadium was the non-negotiable piece of infrastructure that needed to be ticked off for a licence to even be considered and this was the final work stream that needed to to be ticked off before it now goes to the president, six of which uh, out of the 18 clubs need to vote uh, in the affirmative. So I need to give it the tick for that to, uh, then move to a 19th license, but the power of the AFL, um, you know, a $240 million shortfall in funding of the, of the $700 million odd, uh, stadium and the, the federal government, um, you know, with the influence of the AFL behind them, have, have jumped up and, and said, yeah, we're going to fund it. So it's, it's huge. Um, what is really, like, there's, there's still a bit to play out here politically, I think, because you've got, on one hand, the federal government saying, the federal Labor government saying, yes, we will fund it, and the state Labor government being in, um, in opposition to the funding of, of a stadium. So... You've got the, the, the federal Labor government, the state Liberal government saying, yeah, we're going to tick it off, you know, um, the AFL are going to chip in, there'll be some borrowings as well against the stadium, but um, it looks like this is going to happen now, which yeah. is just wonderful news uh, for the people of Tasmania, for, for, for football people down there and all over the country as well because what I, th- I think it does is it is it gives more weight to that national argument of it not being a a truly national competition without Tassie and now potentially opens the door for for the Northern Territory um, to to stake their claim as well. So momentous, uh, momentous day for for footy in Tassie.
0: And the key now is to get it right. They have to get it right with how they set the club up, uh, how they get the list, how they build the football club, just in sort of in short term. What are the couple of the key points now from here to get a club right? Yeah, well, I think for, you, you
1: know you, you need the state to get behind it as well. So you do want it to be sort of not, um, you know bipartisan or tripartisan, down in Tassie with the Greens and, and also the independents as well. So you want a united states, a uh, united states. So I think you know four thousand odd jobs in construction, economic growth. They're the messages now that will really start to sort of drive home the um, the enthusiasm. And then you're right, you've got to build out the team. So. If we're talking about a bit of a wish list, Joey Brendan Gale's just missed out on the um, yep. the AFL CEO job. I reckon he'd be firmly in the sights of uh, of a Tasmanian team as a as a as a great great Tassie man. Um, Chris Fagan, with you know what are we three or four years down the track as maybe a director of coaching or even the coach himself. Brendan Bolton had AFL experience coaching. You know there there are a lot of brilliant Tassie footy people out there. Oh, like one one man that I I know would be a little bit left field, but I reckon if you're, if you're going to go bold, I'd be making a, a pitch towards Eddie Maguire. As yeah, the sort of right. na- he, he he is you know he's, New not, he's not he's yeah. always gonna love Collingwood and yep. we know that but he's a he's a football man, not just a Collingwood man, he's a visionary. I'd be making the approach to Eddie and say, hey, come down and, and help us steer this ship because he's got left field ideas, he's um he's all about growth and, and possibility mindset. So he's one from left field that I'd be uh, I'd be having a conversation with.
0: I like it, Rue. I like it. Plenty to play out, but it is good news. Hey, just a couple of other news from the weekend. First of all, just a couple of MR. So young Sam Durham from the Bombers, who I really like, he's coming along as a player, has been suspended for one match for a rough conduct tackle on Mark Blitzarves. We know they're clamping down on that. And our boy Tom Mitchell, part of the Footy Talk family, charged for attempting to trip Brody Smith. He gets a $1,000 fine for that. Cosie Pickett, great for the Ds. That wasn't touched on. He's announced a four-year contract extension. There were clubs that were having a crack at him, so that's great. For uh, Melbourne. And what about St Kilda? There was news overnight, Monday night, that uh, conditioning uh, and high performance, uh, the head of high performance and conditioning, Nick Walsh, has quit the footy club. So he joins David Rath and Jeff Walsh that uh, have moved on uh, in the last sort of few months from the footy club. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, I think this is always the fallout, isn't it? When you go from what is, you know, probably a a pretty comfortable environment to a pretty challenging environment that yields results. I mean we're seeing it with what Ross has been able to achieve down at St Kilda in a short space of time and some people don't like challenging environments and this just looks like another example of that
0: Yeah, spot on and of course there was uh, the AFL reached out to Collingwood and admitted I think they should have admitted there was about five free kicks missed the last ten <laughs> minutes of that game the umpires just put the whistles away and <laughs> blokes were getting their heads is, is, ripped off and KO'd and going everywhere and the umpires just didn't seen Craig McRae yes it was, he was I think it up. is
1: and, and rightfully so I mean yeah. he did he did so well I, I wonder whether it might have been a little bit different in the aftermath if Collingwood had have lost the game yep. not being able to go, get over the Top because he, he he was very very pragmatic. You know, the umpires make mistakes, we make more mistakes than the umpires. We move in that we move on, that's how we deal with it. It's always easy to say that after a win, but yep. uh, I love the animation from Craig McRae. It
0: was it was an amazing finish to that game too, Collingwood oh, Michael. How God, good are they, the the Like they, they just keep
1: rolling. it's unbelievable. Um, it's it's just got a life force of its own now.
0: Yeah, and Dane Zorko and Daniel Rich will miss a couple of weeks with soft tissue injuries, the over thirties, a calf and a hamstring, but they should be back within a few weeks. Hey, we'll take a break. Really we want to do real talk, shit talk. You're listening to Footy Talk, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Listener, please leave us a review or rating. New episodes every day at lunchtime. You're listening to Footy Talk. If you have a question for us, uh, hit us up on Instagram at Footy Talk underscore pod or TikTok at footy talk pod Rui, really. time for real talk shit talk and you just mentioned eddie Maguire in the previous break and how innovative he is and he's got all these creative left field ideas well he suggested the gws giants should play 11 games in west sydney and then 11 games in canberra real talk shit talk
1: Uh, I like the lateral thinking from Eddie, and this is why I think he'd be great uh, to to speak to or at least be a consultant to Tasmania, but this one's shit talk. When we're talking about an equal composition, um, you know, it wasn't too long ago that we were talking about the Giants winning three of the next five premierships. Yeah, I I think it's... uh, I see where he's coming from in terms of growing the game. I also think it could have a negative impact on the Giants in terms of player retention. You know, if all of a sudden you're only ever playing in Canberra and at Mm. Western Sydney, um, I'm not sure that's a great advertisement. You know, you want to have the occasional trip to the MCG or to the Adelaide Oval or whatever it might be. So, see where he's coming from, but I I don't think it would necessarily work in the Giants' favour. Hey, Joey, so Richmond, we we know the moves they made in the off-season. They were moves not just for the immediate, but for the long term in Taranto and Hopper, just look at Hawthorne when they recruited O'Meara and Mitchell. Are Richmond headed for a Hawthorne-like decline on yeah. the back of some of their moves?
0: Yeah, I'm strong on this. That This, this is shit talk. I mean, the comparisons to um, um, Taranto and Hopper to Mitchell and O'Meara, Mitchell and O'Meara weren't the issue at Hawthorne. Um, Tom Mitchell won three BNFs, a couple of All-Australians and a Brownlow medal at Hawthorne. I mean, he was a very good player. And Jager O'Meara was fifth in a BNF, third in a BNF. And did his bit. The issue for Hawthorne and why I think this is completely different to Richmond is Hawthorne on top of those two players. These are some of the players they went and got between that 2016 and 2020 period, really. They went and got Ty Vickery, Ricky Henderson, Jarman Impey, Scrimshaw, Scully, Frost, uh, Johnny Patton, Michael Hartley, Kyle Hardigan, Tom Phillips. They went and got, and some of them are still playing, so Jarman Impey's doing okay, Scrimshaw's around the mark and Wingard. Is the other one, but they went and got a lot of sort of senior fringe players that didn't really take. Similar the run-
1: to what St Kilda did. You know, yeah, a little bit. Through where if you look yeah. at
0: Richmond, in the last three or three four years, besides Taranto and Hopper, the only other player they've brought to the club has been Robbie Tarrant as a bit of yep. a as a bit of a backup key insurance. defender, insurance. Yep. So they haven't gone and topped up with all these, you know, fringe middle aged players. They've got kids, they've they've gone and got sort of ten or eleven kids in the last few drafts that look like they're going to be, you know, good AFL players. How yep. good is going to be the question, and it will determine how far Richmond go. But certainly I don't think the Richmond list strategy is anything like Hawthorne. So I call that uh, shit talk. You can add Tom Lynch to that list as well, who's been pretty handy? That's right. That was a, that was yeah. before they won their flags. They got Prestia Lynch and, and Caddy. So yeah. that was uh, yeah. that was price. So hey, what about next one for you, Patrick Dangerfield? The form he's in right now could become the first ever player to be a mm. nine-time All Australian. Real talk, Joey. Real talk. The way he's playing, and I, and we, the thing you always have
1: to remember is, and I might be given a little bit of inside info having sat on the All Australian committee is if you're deciding between players who have had pretty similar years. The guys that have got it done time and time and time and time again, it's just human nature that that you elevate those guys sometimes based on their reputation, 16 games is the threshold. So I think at this stage, given the form that he's in, that would, that would be the only thing that would sort of preclude him from, from going again and, and being a nine time all Australian player. He's, he's lifted just when the side needed him to, you know, a lot of talk after those first few losses that, uh, the Cats were, were sluggish. They were lacking motivation. Danger didn't look great, but, gee, he's uh, he's been right at the forefront of their turnaround, and they, they look really, really good again, the Cats.
0: Yeah, they look back, the Cats. Hey, Roo, before we finish up, just on a sad note, you, of course you were a MasterChef winner, but you also did have a, a great relationship with uh, Jock Zonfrillo, who unfortunately passed overnight. I know you were close with him, particularly when you are on the show. Um, just your thoughts.
1: Yeah, just... Um, obviously devastating news to wake up to this morning you know first thoughts go out to, to to jock uh and 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 his family um what they must be going through great great family man um you know beautiful wife children young young children um that you know their their worlds are, are going to be rocked and and changed forever but just the most kind generous charismatic man who was um you know in a in a in the world of showbiz was just a real person and and happy to have real conversations and and reach out and help people in in times of need and and i was uh the beneficiary of of jock's generosity and and compassion a number of times and um you know just a a a beautiful man that will be will be sorely sorely missed um just just such an incredible guy so thoughts with the Zonfillo family today.
0: Yeah, that's passed on from everyone here at Footy Talk. Hey, that'll do us for today's edition of Footy Talk. Rui, of course, tomorrow Abby Holmes will be with Richmond's Nathan Broad. We'll do it all again next Tuesday. look forward to seeing you then. See you, Joey. Listener